Hello, lovely listener. It's Celia, host of Love Waits For You. So, if it's your first time joining me, depends on what your needs are. Um, This has been my journey to self-worth and healing. Every, probably like once every month, I have something I need to process. Um, Most of the time, I try to, my goal, I guess, for this podcast is to make it educational, like full-time, right? But the truth is, I am on a healing journey. If you're listening to this episode, if you've come to this episode, you are either on a healing journey or you're now invited to be on your own. And it becomes more clear to me, like I'll feel intuitively led to do things. And then years later, like in some cases, I'm like, oh, like that wow, like this, the gift that keeps on giving, like I understand even more like why, like the purpose behind it, right? Um, So it's becoming more clear to me that people are going to be invited to listen to this podcast. And, you know, it's basically none of us want to feel alone. And it's hard to trust people. Like I, you know, to go for me to get this raw and real and vulnerable, like on the opposite side of another person that I'm not paying and to feel that like trust that like, Hey, they're not going to say anything like that's just, we shouldn't put our faith in people. <laughs> like that's too much pressure for them. Um, besides, you know, your spouse and if you're fortunate, great. If you have those kinds of friendships, but it's also a bit of a burden because people, you know, like I know me, I'll, you know, want to say something back or I want to fix things and people just don't know what to say. You know, it can be awkward. So this is my safe space. I also have a therapist. Um, I found a really good one and you guys that have been listening to me know it's been very new. It's been just over the past like four to six weeks and oh gosh, I'm obsessed with I was like going to her for brain spotting I'd heard of, but we don't even do that. Like I can access my trauma. I can get rid of it. Like I've been on this journey for a while. It's almost like some people would say, wow, you like, you don't need a therapist, but I know I'm so self-aware that if something's not right, I want to fix it, especially as far as I've come. So anyway, we go over internal family systems. You should Google that. That has been like life changing for me. Um, as far as whenever I feel triggers, um, I used to, it's almost like when you feel trigger, feel triggered, you think something's wrong with you, but internal family systems is kind of teaching me that we have parts and those parts that come up, it's not like we have, so they try to say, you know, we, everyone has multiple personalities and those are those parts and they're like wounded younger versions of ourselves and it's so 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 true and um anyway just that's my intro today but I want to share you guys know like I have a crazy week I'm in the middle of it I'm in the thick of it so I it all just kind of worked out this way I don't do this every week I did kind of take advantage of the opportunity because I was like wow I'm like super like productive killing it doing it this week so I'm gonna make that little pageanty post where it's like my events because honestly it wouldn't be healthy for me to do what I'm doing all the time it wouldn't be good for my children because I like to be with them every single night and I've already been away from them one night this week which was Sunday night because I drove to Knoxville because I had a media appearance 
yesterday, which you guys that have been um, one of my lovely listeners know that after media appearance days, like I'm in, I'm not, I'm in less of a frozen state today, but it's definitely like, oh, there's some crap that's got to come out. <laughs> like, especially right now, because I went to another thing I did today. I actually thought I was going to get sworn in today, but I didn't have room on my little list to mention it as a CASA volunteer, but I actually am not court appointed yet. That will be, I think in the next couple weeks, I've got to do the one-on-one, which we were supposed to do last week. So that's why I thought this was going to be court appointed today because we got snowed in last week and which you guys know. And, um, so our one-on-one with the social worker, that's like the trainer of us, it got canceled and, you know, we've got to do that. And, then we get court appointed. And I think uh, fingerprints, which will not be an issue. I'm already in the system for the state of Tennessee, so I don't even know if I have to actually take them. But anyway, so want to talk about that, this whole CASA thing. I'm, I'm going to do it for, I'm committing to one year. And this is why I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is forever. Um, it is emotional, especially coming off of a day where I talk about trauma on the media, but I don't actually process it because you're, you have to be held together while you do it. And I am so far on the other side of it because back in the day, like there's no way I could even talk about it without crying. So I have grown, I have healed, but there's deeper layers and layers and layers. And, you know, today, Whenever I'm in court and they're talking about this little child, and I know that I can share this because I'm not going to say anything about names or anything like that, but basically the gist of it was there was a lot of back and forth, paternal grandparents, grandparents, they saw their dad, you know, OD, there's more history there, even like more that I didn't know about during court. But, you know, now they're with the maternal grandparents and they're, he's happy. He wants to connect with his mom. And then because they were violating, you know, some restraining or it was a big mess. But just know that basically the kid is the one that's going to suffer from it. Because now, because they didn't obey what they were supposed to do, like they assigned him back to foster care. And I, I immediately was like, no. Like, and I just started, like, getting emotional, crying, like, holding it together. But, like, tears were streaming down my face holding it together. Like, I'm, like, wiping here, wiping right there. And I text my husband. I'm, like, I'm seriously crying right now. And he's, like, Celia, there's going to be a lot of that from you. You're going to see a lot of things. But I guess my thing is, whenever it's my own trauma, somebody else's whatever, it's, like, I like to talk about it and process it and take it home with me. And I guess that's okay whenever it's your own, but you know, my husband's not probably going to care about everything that I see at these things. Cause he, he's not there and, um, more power to him. Cause it's like, wow, this is like, it's a burden, but here's the thing. If I see that I'm actually making someone's life better, if that's even possible, you know, and I went into this, I'm such a dreamer, 
I'm like, I could seriously affect the trajectory of someone's life just by loving them. I don't know that that's true. And it might just be because I'm in my feels today. But I'm going to do this for a year. I'm going to re-traumatize myself. <laughs> because it makes me stronger. And it's healing. And today, oh my gosh, I, I guess I needed to cry. I couldn't really get the cry out because I was in public. But... And I'm too proud to do it on here anymore. There was a time <laughs> where I just wanted to be free so bad. I'm like, I don't care if it's on a podcast that people can listen to and judge me about. I don't care. I just want to be free. <sighs> and this is what getting free looks like. It doesn't look like sharing on a podcast or writing in a book or going on TV, but what it looks like is talking about your feelings and feeling your feelings. And, you know, nobody taught me, hey, it's not crazy to just like move your body. Like the body knows what to do to heal itself. And I guess what I'm trying to do is be like, give all the mental health secret, beauty secrets, whatever I can, because It'd be exhausting to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with everyone. And um, to be quite honest, therapists are underpaid. I've already done the math. And I even went and filled out an application in Northwestern. And they called me. And, of course, it's a hundred grand to do it. But I didn't tell my husband that part. But I told him, I was like, hey, you don't even know I did this. But I totally, like, applied to Northwestern. <laughs> I was like, you know that college, you know, it's like not Ivy League, but it's like a really good school. They have a program where you don't have to have a bachelor's in, a psych in psychology. But anyway, I was like, I've done the math and I'm like, I would love to help people one-on-one. -on -one. I would obviously be very, like I have a gift and my gift is my pain is my superpower. You know, the things that I've gone through that... <laughs> My gift is that I know people feel safe with me. And I know that people could open up. But it wouldn't be the best use of my gifts and my time. So this is a way for me to share. And hopefully allow you to process alongside me. Because I hope I speak in a way that isn't about me, 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 but comes from the soul. <laughs> and the soul is like, we're all, it's like it's one language or something. Like what is for me can be for you. And it can be just like you said it, if you, if it resonates. So anyway, I'm going to draw my card. I've already shuffled them. Um, Today it says... Why did I get the Suffering Divine Teachers again? <laughs> uh, I think I got that like two weeks ago. It's <sighs> annoying. Suffering Divine Teachers. Accident, sickness, trauma, betrayal. 
an important part of being human and something that can't be avoided. It's the pain that comes from simply being vulnerable to the physical world. Your divine teachers warn that you're facing such a time. Sickness may be at hand and accidents, traumas, sudden loss, and injury are all potentially around you. Ew. Whether confronted with something severe or just ongoing struggle of getting through the day, your physical body may be challenged and pain and suffering may follow. This isn't meant to scare you, but rather to warn you that you're not as grounded as you should be. In fact, you may be attracting attracting injury or drama to gain some personal space. Your divine teachers advise you to be open to the fact that any pain or upset you attract with isn't without hidden gifts and opportunities. Which I know this. Everything happens for you. Your broken leg or aching back, for example, may provide the much needed rest you wouldn't otherwise take. Your runny nose and cough may give you the privacy you need to regenerate your spirit. It's also important to note that any pain or drama you attract isn't greater than your ability to handle it. The greatest upset you face might actually be in trying too hard to avoid pain, which in the end may cause even more. In other words, the fear that you won't be able to abide any discomfort is far more disabling than anything you might actually incur. In accepting the upset of the moment with grace, you'll gain wisdom, compassion, and strength. Your divine teacher's message, embrace and be patient with your pain. It will bring insight and understanding and in time, peace. You will heal. <laughs> Maybe I didn't, didn't need to read it. I'll tell you, if this is your first time listening, a few weeks ago, I, I've healed. I mean, I'm not, there's no end. I have healed further compared to where I was a couple weeks ago. Because a couple weeks ago... As soon as I went on TV and uh, I was immediately picking myself apart. Now, granted, I did try a new hairstyle before I went did the show and my hair was poofy. Even my dad said something about it. He was like, you need to like cut your hair. Like it looks like a helmet on top of your head. Like it's too thick. And I'm like, I'm not going to thin my hair. I just got extensions out. Like I'm trying to like repair and baby my hair. Well, I got them out a few months ago, but y'all know that and the ones that listen um for a while but like I just want to like no I'm not gonna thin my hair I know what had happened first of all my husband's like I think you messed up by doing that live while you were getting ready he was like because you weren't focusing <laughs> it was like it was just it was just off I would never say anything to you but I know you're bringing it up and you know you feel this way but yeah it was uh it was a little poofy and um I don't know it just I was just off my game or maybe I wasn't. Maybe that is just who I was on that day. And then the the trauma response that happens the next day, next day which is that freeze, that almost like depression feeling. That and then I process it. I cry. I think I might have screamed. I mean, like you got to let yourself feel it. If it's like down on the floor kicking and screaming, whatever it looks like because the thing is when your body's reacting that way, it's not don't feel ashamed. It's not 38-year-old Celia or whoever you are on your age, it is coming from a wounded part, a younger version of yourself. So there's been times that I've let myself process trauma in my adult years. And I'm like, those were like little girl crying 
moaning and tears. Those were not, and I knew this before studying internal family systems, but I was like, I don't know how crazy this sounds, but like, I sounded like a little girl, you know, it wasn't like big girl Celia crying. (laughs) And now I know it's because I was healing that wounded part that they all are at like certain ages, kind of like at the age that you, I guess, were traumatized. And I'm still learning about, I'm reading a book, No Bad Parts by Richard Swartz, I believe. I get confused, David or Richard Swartz, but it's Richard Swartz, I think. And um, I have the workbook, which I haven't started. And of course, I'm seeing a therapist where I'm like referencing the book. And she's like, it's been so long since I read it. Like you, you kind of know a little bit like, cause I was like, Hey, another option that could have happened after the media thing a couple weeks ago, I told her yesterday, which was perfect. Cause I got to see her after my media appearance yesterday and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm in a really great place now, but a couple weeks ago, I probably needed to see you after because I'm set to see her every two weeks. But this past time, it was to get on this like little rotation on the day and time I wanted. Um, we had to go three weeks, but um, yeah, it was just uh, it was it was a lot. I was you know oh I told her I said I read that sometimes our protector parts are to keep us like a certain like way almost like to keep us small because they fear if we get big it's riskier and I might be using like the wrong adjectives you might could even in your head be like oh like this would be a better adjective to use but just get the point don't focus on that but basically after the news interview two weeks ago I immediately started critiquing my body my looks like I'm talking not just a a little bit but like where it's like a trigger like where it's like oh this is why I used to do drugs it's because I don't want to feel what's happening to me right now. This, like, attacking feeling. And, um, you know, one thing it could be is that a part of me wants to, you know, attack me in that way. It's learned to do that, to be critical of me, so that I, like, don't do things that are as risky again because it's in risk that you can expose yourself and get hurt. So anyway, that's just like many, they have firefighters. Like you have parts that are like firefighters. Firefighters are going to be where I felt like that. And I'd be like, I need to find my closest friend that smokes weed and like, let's just smoke weed. Cause that would just make that feeling go away, you know? Um, and that would be like a firefighter part. They kind of like try to, and then there's managers who the manager is like the girl that's like, we we have we gave her a name, and I don't even want to say her name because I don't know if this person like listens to my podcast. But all I know is it's an unpleasant person, and what I perceive about this person is that they have a lot of trauma that they haven't healed, so they come off very strong versus soft, like mean versus soft and sweet. I mean, you can be strong and you can be soft. But if you haven't healed your trauma, um, it's going to show, especially if like you don't have, I mean, like I just, I think that's what it is. Cause I think underneath it, there is a very sweet person and, um, but that trauma that's unhealed is causing them to be very like rigid and almost give off like a masculine energy versus a feminine strength. But so anyway, she was like, well, you just need to, we need to name parts. So I gave my part that name. <laughs> she was like, some people find it useful to do that. I was like, okay, 
well, I'm going to give her this name and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give her this name. And so I told her the whole thing. And, um, I, cause I said this girl, I was like, she's not just mean to me, not the real girl. The real girl's girls is actually not mean to me. Um, but it's been, I've seen it other people, but she, no, she's not just critical of me, the part she's like critical of the people on TV. And I told her, I was like, you won't ever tell anybody this, like, right? <laughs> and I was like, you can't ever tell anyone this, and here I am telling you now. But this is my safe space, like, literally, I I come in here like it's a safe space, and so far, I've only been blessed. Like, it's not, but here's the thing, you're only free as to the secrets you keep. I have nothing to hide. There's nothing anybody could say about me that I'm like, I don't talk about it on TV. Like, say what you want. I already own it. But anyway, she this part is like critical of herself, critical of others, but why does she do that? And I'm like, so she's asking me questions. She's like, okay, let's sit with that. She's like, where do you feel that? And I'm like, I don't know, like heart to throat. I, I don't know. It's just like probably like a heaviness there. And she was like, what do you think would happen if like you weren't critical of yourself? And I said, well, I can tell you I'm critical of people on TV I was like, because it makes you feel better about yourself. And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, and anyway, I can't remember the questionnaire that got me down to like the core wound. But, and again, I probably even have an episode saying you are enough or something like that. But it hit me yesterday in a new way that I struggle with feeling like I'm enough. And I asked her, I was like, how do you feel like you're enough? Because I've... I feel worthy. It's weird. Self-worth, I've achieved that. And here's the thing. This whole achieving, 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 that's a a trauma response. Because you don't feel like you're enough. Okay. The, The grieving that I'm quite honestly processing about aging and losing my appearance. And just like I told her, I said, I almost, I said, I'm almost ready to just get down on the floor, kick and scream and cry about it and just release it and let it go and move on. Like I said, I'm almost to that point, like with this whole like looks and the way like my neck is starting to look like an older person. Like I said, I'm about to just like scream and cry about it and then be done. She was like, well, I'm really glad that you said that because that's what you should do. Like, but if you say that to anybody else that's not on a healing journey or doesn't have any education on it, they'd be like, like, I would never go on my Instagram reel or whatever story as honest as I am on social media and say, guys, I'm about to lay down the floor, kick and scream and cry. And I haven't done this yet, but I'm just telling you that it's coming because I can't keep up. (laughs) And I want to feel enough without looks, without achievements. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep, you know, like, it's not going to mean that I'm going to let myself go. And that is probably that protector part is fearful that I'm going to let myself go. Because I am an all or nothing person. So, like... If I don't need people to, like, if I don't need to be pretty to be liked, then, like, why do I, why would I? But but it's different. 
Like it wants me to think that. And I'm saying all this stuff and it might sound crazy to you, but it's not. <laughs> like I've been, it's not crazy, I promise. So you can like use this with yourself to like help you understand yourself and also to separate yourself from the emotion and offer yourself like more understanding when it comes up. And uh, anyway, I think this is enough for today. I think I'm at a place now where I can, uh, I can have my moment in peace. And then what happens is, um, after I release for people new to the healing journey, tomorrow I'm going to feel like a million dollars. I'm not going to feel like hungover, (laughs) which is what it feels like when you're in a free state. If you're not frozen and like bedridden, (laughs) um, But what I have found, whenever it's that bad, um, find someone to serve. Find find something that, because that that motivates you. And it also is like an instant, like, I don't know if it's dopamine or what, but you get a hit from, um, a good feeling chemical brain hit from seeing someone smile because of you. Um, Yesterday, when I picked up my boys from school, there was this little boy who... My little boys were kind of like ignoring me because I know they were upset. They wanted me to get them before nap time. I got them at like three o'clock. Their school was like open till six. But anyway, it's preschool. But we don't take them till 10. So um, anyway, they he ran up to me and he like hugged me like the biggest hug. And I was just like, oh, I was like, Hi. I was like, are you so and so? Like I remembered his name because at the Christmas party, he was the only one whose parents weren't there and he was just in a fit. Like his heart was so broken over it, just like a little baby. And I was like, come sit with us. Like, and I was like, do you want a juice? Like, you know, cause that's what the parents are doing. The parents are going and getting the stuff for the little kids. So I went and got him his stuff. And then my Tristan then took over and like was, you know, making sure like kind of like modeling what I was doing, just kind of give him attention and take care of him. But, um, you know, I, I was talking to Sam about it. She was like, little kids, like, remember that sort of thing. I don't know why I just shared that. I'm sure there was a reason. Um, I'm sure it related to something, but, uh, I'm going to, at my children's school, there's like two locations for the Teach Across America. I'm going to read to the little kids. I'm really excited about the book, um, that Sam had recommended. It's actually perfect for my platform, but also, like, in a dose, like, appropriate for little ones, (laughs) but she was like, I heard you're gonna read to the school, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, like, you know, however it works, because I was just offering to, you know, read to the classroom, because I know sometimes, like, moms will come in and, like, demonstrate, like, a craft or something, so I was like, hey, you know, next time you have the moms do that, like, I could do that, but, and I'll get to do it as, um, Mrs. Tennessee, okay, last little story. It's super cute. So I said, Preston, I was like, are you excited? Mommy's going to come to your school. I was like, I was like, wonder if they'll think that you're a prince whenever they see me with my crown on. And he was like, I said, are you excited? And he said, no. And I was like, why? He was like, I don't want to share you. And I was like, oh, baby. I was like, I said, it's okay. He was like, why? He was like, you tell me I, I can't share mine. And I was like, your kisses? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, baby, I'm not going to kiss anybody else. I was like, only hugs. I was like, if they hug me, I'll give hugs. But 
because uh, that's, you know, Frankie, and I know that was why I was on his brain, because I think he was a little bit like, why are you hugging my mom? <laughs> oh, sorry if I said his name. Oh, God, I'm not going to redelete it. Just know uh, there's nothing illegal about it. It's fine. Um, anyway, let's just <laughs> pretend that didn't happen. Um, but anyway, he, uh, he came up and hugged me, so Preston was just kind of like, uh, and, um, Anyway, I said, baby, I'm not going to kiss anybody else. And the reason why he was saying, you say I can't share mine is because I always say, I always tease him. I'm like, I'll, my stepdad used to do this with me all the time. He'd squeeze my knee and he'd be like, are you giving my kisses away? Are you giving my kiss away? And it's actually a really fond memory I have of being a child. Like up until him and my mom divorced when I was 12, he would still do that. Like try to squeeze my leg and like, are you giving my kisses away? And so like, I do it to the boys cause it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're giving my kisses. I was like, are you kissing Miss Anya? Are you kissing, uh, Miss Micah? Like who are you? Is it, you know, he's got a little girl there and I'm not going to say any more names that he's like been best friends with since he was two or two years and eight months since they are two years and 10 months. They started going eight months. It was whenever I went and competed for Mrs. Tennessee American. Like we had to get somebody lined up because it was going to be like 10 days so we just went ahead and enrolled him in the preschool. But anyway, so that was like our thing. And he's like, well, you tell me I can't share mine. Like, so like, why are you allowed to share if your kisses? But I'm like, I'm, there's not going to be any kissing, baby. <laughs> Hugging is as far as it goes. Um. Anyway, although I could, there's some children there that I could, you know, give kisses to. But like, uh, not that I would, but I'm just saying like, I feel affection towards them. But before I had children, so you know, I was like, wanted to kiss like every single hug and kiss every single baby and child that I saw. I didn't. Okay. I never did, but I wanted to. And since I've had children, that desire is like not there to that extreme at all. Now it's different whenever it's like their classroom and it's little kids I've seen like grow up or not grow up, you know, go from like three to five. <laughs> two years or not even, has it been even, it's been two years, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, those new to this journey, I'm going to be better than ever tomorrow because that's what healing looks like. And this is why we're scared of it because nobody talks about it. We don't know what it looks like. We're kind of, it's weird. Like you're like, Oh, that girl's like, crying on, um, podcasts. Well, this girl like faces her feelings. She's authentic and, um, she's getting deeper and realer as it gets more real, not <laughs> realer. And I'm okay. And I'm afraid to, I'm not afraid to be imperfect. And anyway, that is that. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Next Monday is my TEDx talk on a TEDx stage. I say TED talk on a TEDx stage because it's technically it's my, I wrote it for, like, I'm a dreamer. I wrote it for Ted. Like, it's, I want to be on the Ted stage in Canada. But this is a TEDx stage. So this is my TED talk on a TEDx stage next Monday. So next Tuesday when I talk to you, I'll be flying home. So I don't know if I'll talk to you, if I'll record the episode at what point. But you know, I'll never miss a week with you. Hope you have a wonderful week. Hope you're healing. Hope right now you're not triggered. But just know whenever that wound comes up to love on it, you know, say I see you. And something I read the other day was the intensity of it can only 
like chemically, like it's 90 seconds. And I doubted this because I was like that day after the media appearance two weeks ago, I was like, I felt like that for like 36 hours. Like it was more than 90 seconds, but you can stay in a loop. The thing is we have a choice. We feel the intensity. We can ruminate on it or we can be like, I see you. Like, I understand you. I feel you. And, you know, try to move on. It's a little different than what I had a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, that was like a full-blown attack on myself. I don't think I could have made it, like, gone. <laughs> I'll get better. Obviously, I did. Because um, I didn't do that to myself this last time. But my hair was also a lot better. <laughs> so, anyway. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.